Hi, Beth. Hey, Beth. Your Abby, Dear Kiki. Desperate housewives. Doesn't want to marry you. Love you like I love you. Don't talk to yourself. Cheers, Beth. Cheers. Ill-advised. This is ill-advised. Hi, Biffs. Hello. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Ill-advised. The podcast where two best friends tell you what to do when someone else already has. Like your Dr. Phil. Yes, you are, Dr. Phil. It just yours personally. I want something else to say, but I can't get past the shimmy. <laughs> I always do the shimmy. Do you always do yes. the shimmy? I mean, I know you always like shake your shoulders a little, but that was like, like your mom. Oh, yeah, you do always yeah. do the shimmy. You just don't watch me, maybe. You just hear the shimmy, but now you're watching. And not your private dancer. <laughs> <laughs> And that's my Would response. Would you have Dr. Phil privately dance for you? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't even want to listen to Dr. Phil talk. You don't like Dr. Phil? So here's the deal. Me and Dr. Phil have a long, sorted history. And it's really not that long or that sorted. What it really is, is that his voice goes through me and I just can't help it. I love him. I think I've seen... A lot of things from him. I've seen the work he does, and I think it's marvelous. It's fantastic. And absolutely, I think mental health is um, not mental, not just mental, but behavioral health, um, you know, does have its entertainment value. <laughs> oh my God. Sure. Catch me outside. Well, How right. about it? Right. She's rich now. Um, yeah, not from Dr. Phil. <laughs> um, but I, I just can't get past. I don't know. It's his voice. It's the way I almost feel like every time I watch him on TV, he's condescending to me. <laughs> I think that's why I love him. Like, you tell him. Like, Dr. he's Phil. schooling me, and I'm not a pregnant teen who abuses her mother. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just can't relate. I feel like a victim. <laughs> when, when, and it's not on him. It's just my problem. And I have to work it out. That's so. actually really funny. Yeah. Sounds like you carry a lot of guilt, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> I know just for kidding. changing the channel every time Dr. Phil comes on. I can't help it. It's just, it's, it's just not my cup of tea. Although, all the power to you, if it is. Thank and you. Yes. Um, it's not like... When someone tells me they like Taylor Swift and I like leave the room. Oh God. <laughs> you know? Uh, bye. Um, you know, it's a different value, a different production. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? I'm I'm Biff okay. Check. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay I, is uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm on the upswing, I yeah. think. All right. Got a few more speed bumps, but overall, I'm okay. Pump those legs, baby. Pump those legs. That's the only thing I'm pumped. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> or you're welcome. And <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> although, although he apparently wants us to get married now. Oh yes, I'm a little surprised that that's just now coming up. I know. Like my family's been waiting for it since like. The 60s. <laughs> right. <laughs> and your family's just like now hip to the idea. Yeah. It's probably inevitable. And we just like, don't We're know just it. over this now. So just, I would like to walk you down the aisle sooner than later. 
So just do it. It's true. He even brought up our 40-year plan. Oh, my God. Although I think he thought it was our a 30-year plan because he said, aren't you guys late? <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Dad. Yes, Dad you either don't know years. how old I am <laughs> or you got this wrong. <laughs> it equally could be both. I mean, it's disturbing either way. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, it's v- so fascinating. I think really our our positions in life are dependent on the others. Because <laughs> I am also on the upswing. Um, I think I kind of like me again. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to get emotional, actually. I was just going to say that. my heart. Fuck. Everyone I think I do. Yes. Yeah. I like me again. Wow. You're making me cry. That fucking came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be a bitch again. Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, no, no, that got me. Yeah, I think I like me again. I'm trying to figure shit out, mostly around my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think my obstacles have... Um, oof. No, you leaped them. Oh, well, then I'm still high. You couldn't have set that up in more perfect timing. I then I'm still high. Boom. I I don't know how to do this so that I can keep it in the recording and also keep a video of it because you have to be here to realize that my microphone just dropped. That's when definitely I said, uh, I'm still high. Real. Yeah. We're going to, it's staying in the recording. I don't care if you don't understand why I'm laughing out of nowhere. The microphone just fell. It just fell. Him. It, as soon yeah. as he said he was still high. Anyways, I love that for you. Yeah. And I love to hear that. I think I like me again. <sighs> it took a big change, but not that big of a change. It, Let me workshop that. I know what you're saying. You knew what it was, but it took you a while to get there. I knew what it was and I was just trying to reconcile or I was trying to set it or forget it like a good rotation. Knowing (laughs) which one was what you were supposed to do, but you were knowing what what was right for me. Right. Yeah. Cause humans. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's whenever feelings are involved, if it's not a convoluted mess, it should be an easy decision. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's just that I think that's what it is. It's like you have these primary emotions that you feel that elicit secondary emotions. And those are the secondary emotions that you question, not those primary ones, you know? And so you're like, I should be happy because this is rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. On paper, it's perfect. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. That's like the great. It's a great comparison. Yeah. But in reality, it's just, you know. We know. We know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big, that's a big takeaway for a lot of people, you know, and we've, we've said this when we're responding to questions, it's like, you know, half the time we're asking these questions because we already know the answer. Right. You know, and yeah, I was asking myself questions that myself already knew the answers to. Yeah. I just don't know how to doctor film myself. Mm. Film myself. 
Dr. Fill myself. That sounds filthy. Exactly. I want to fill myself with wine. Yes. Yeah? Let's drink to that. I love this. This week's wine is called A Thousand Stories. Oh, just like what we tell ourselves. (laughs) So that we're, so we can pretend we're okay. Exactly. (laughs) Bourbon barrel aged a Cabernet Sauvignon. And I know that you're reticent. I know that you don't really love bourbon barreled cabs, but I think you might like this one. Yeah, I don't like any of the wines that taste like barrels. Oh, see, I never get barrel. I get like, it's almost like a bourbon residue. No, so many Chardonnays I've had. Oh, the oaky. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. I don't. I'm not an oak. Like I don't like oaky barrel flavored wine. Well, this one might not be that way. It doesn't smell like it. Um, it smells a, great. It smells rich. I haven't been wanting, I haven't been looking forward to this one. No, you have not. We've had it on the counter for like two or three weeks. Yeah. So it's time for us to just fucking bite but the bullet. when I did smell it, it smells like it, hopefully it tastes close to what it smells like. Fingers crossed. Thousand story. This is a 2018 Gold Rush Red. Oh, so it's not a cab? I thought it was a cab. We're about to find out. The California Gold Rush was a period of courage, bravado, and curiosity. I craft Gold Rush Red with these characteristics in mind. The grapes used to blend this bold wine are carefully selected from the golden bills, yeah, or hills, and (laughs) valleys of California. It is finished in bourbon barrels, which complements this rich wine with notes of charred vanilla and dried herbs. Bob Blue. The founder and or founding winemaker at Gold Rush Red. So it's a red blend. Did I mention it was a 2018 yet? Yep. Okay, well then I won't mention it again. Okay. Let's give it a shot. Yes. Cheers. <gasps> Tell me you hate it. Tell me you hate it. I don't. You're pissed you like it. I'm impressed. Oh, okay. I like that one better. Number two. I'm getting that vanilla. Yeah, you don't get flavors. I do. Not all of them. Not most of the time. As I have. I should play like the best of Biff saying, I get nothing. <laughs> or I don't know what I'm getting. <laughs> There's some. <laughs> if it's not a lemon, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got the, what was it? Like the fruit, fruit, usually. The fruit? Like if there's a fruity note. Okay. Oh, that is true. I don't hate this. I get that dry herb taste and the aftertaste. I definitely don't taste vanilla, which I wish I did. I like like charred vanilla. It actually does taste exactly like, it's like almost like like a hint of burnt marshmallow, like that kind of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't taste that at all. I'm sad because one of my favorite candles is a... Like a smoked vanilla. Oh, I love how we always come back to candles when we're drinking wine. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the secret to happiness is candles and wine. Duh. That's our next podcast. Have you ever been with a girl? Uh, Bro, I mean, I'm out of practice. I think... Candles and wine, Beth. But that makes me happy, so sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Okay, one more. Number three. Why? Why number three? I don't know. I think weird. I held it in my mouth too long. Oh, go ahead. Rate it. Um, I'm actually surprised. 
I don't know why, but I just am. I'm like three and a half, four, because Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would go out of my way to get this for myself, but I would go look for it to bring. To bring somewhere? Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, I know that one's good. Yeah. I'm going to bring it. Yeah. I'm going to give it a four because I'm either going to look for it to bring somewhere or bring it home, but I'll share it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like it because it's got this very, it's it's like a faint sweetness at first. I don't know if you get that, but I also drink black coffee, so. Yeah. Yeah, so. Three and a half, four. Three and a half, four. Yeah. We'll go with your three and a half, my four, 3.75. There you have it. Just buy it. We'll just, just say four, because. Yeah. Okay, then four. Just fucking. Just it's just not it. my, my go-to wine is not. No. Red. No, but your go-to. Yeah, I was gonna say your go-tos are usually white. Back in the day, it was Merlot. Yeah, occasionally I will like. I want red wine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I. But I would definitely go. Like Christmas is coming, and Mm -hmm. you know, oh, oh, I know the perfect wine to bring. I know it would probably be this. You can also bring my favorite Zin, the Zinfandel from Coppola, director's cut. Cause I'm in love with that wine still. I, st- I think that might still be my favorite wine. Mm. I love a good cab, but I don't know. Something's got to beat that. I guess we got to start drinking more reds. I just, I never thought I would be identifying my favorite wine because there are so many options. You know what I mean? No, because if somebody asks me like, oh, you know what's your favorite wine? I'd probably say Oyster Bay. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? Just like... I never will turn down a glass of oyster bay. That's true. I, I just find it so fascinating because if it wasn't for this podcast, I wouldn't have discovered that Zen. You know what I mean? Mm. But because we're, we aim to the try Kabbalah? something different. Yeah. Oh, I thought you had no. that alone. No, I remember when I got it and I tried it, I came to you and I was like, we're putting this on the air. We need mm. to have this one. I loved it. I guess you you've just always had reds. Yeah. So I just assumed. Yeah, I've always been bigger on the reds, huh? Yeah. But in the, like, I'm a seasonal. Because in the summer, I'm like, give me a chilled white. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the winter, I'm like, give me a nice, rich bold warm. red. Yeah. yeah. Nice, rich, full body. Just like mom. Just like me. Rich and full body. <laughs> just yes, send it. Just like my scent. <laughs> <laughs> you have questions this week, Beth. <laughs> Before I stop liking myself again. <laughs> yes, we are going back to one of our regulars, I guess. Oh. Slate? Prudy. Prudy. One of our faves. One of our trusted and true. Trusted, tried and true. True. Yep. Tried, trusted, and true. Oh, I said it. There we go. Sure. Yeah. So this advice is by. Janae mm-hmm. Desmond Harris. This is from November 2023. Help. I agreed to be my sister's sperm donor. Now she's taking it way too far. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm apparently, whoa. quote unquote, killing her dream. What? Mm-hmm. I agreed to be my sister's sperm donor. Okay. I'm going to guess. Now she's Sister taking it too is a far. Lesbian, and her partner is getting V 
the egg implanted uh-huh. or because I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to think about what that's going to look like <laughs> if he's donating to his sister. Which was my thought coming from a straight woman. Okay. Like, I'll f- no. fuck a stranger in the McDonald's bathroom before I ever asked my brothers right. for their sperm. Because how does that work? Yeah, but what- Your father the- is also your uncle. It's like, what in the Beverly Hillbillies? Because I'm going to be raising my kid, which is actually my niece or nephew. Right. But we don't- Or my- Daughter, niece, or my son, nephew, or mix and match. <laughs> what in the sister was? Let's just, yeah. Okay. Dear Prudence, my older sister knew she was gay oh, since brilliant. she was a kid, while I struggled with my identity until mid-adulthood. I am asexual and a man. No doctor has found anything wrong with me physically, while every therapist thought there was something mentally wrong with me until I found one that told me I am fine the way I am. My parents still don't really get it, and my sister willfully doesn't. She kept saying I was in the closet until I threatened to lock her in one to shut her <laughs> up. <laughs> That's, that is true siblinghood right Absolutely. There. When my sister got married, she and her wife were determined to each have a biological tie to the children. Her wife is an only child, so there was a ton of family pressure on me to help them complete their family. I folded, and they ended up with eight embryos. Three were not viable. Four were lost in miscarriages, leaving the last one. My sister-in-law is pregnant, and it is high risk. During all this, I met my fiancé. She is asexual too, and it is a relief to be able to be free and happy with someone who gets me. She is a reason I have the courage to keep up my boundaries when my sister tries to stomp on them again. She told me, not asked, that if this pregnancy doesn't work, that they will try a surrogate so they need another donation from me. I told my sister I was not comfortable with that anymore and told her no. She freaked out, called me every name in the book, insulted my fiancé, and told me I was killing their dream to have a family. They have other options, a different donor, and if biology matters so much, our dad or her father-in-law were there. She could donate her own eggs. She told me I was sick in the head to think that, but she always knew I was mentally off. I told her not to contact me for a while. Our parents are completely on her side and told me I was being selfish. Uh, Yeah, this might be their only chance for grandchildren, and it doesn't help that my sister plans to name the baby after one of our dead siblings. My sister-in-law recently emailed me that all this stress was hurting her. I'm sorry, one of our dead siblings? Did you read that right? I did. Name the baby after one of our dead siblings. Oh, I'm... Okay. (laughs) Oh, sure. It just keeps going. It's just... This is... Speaking of Dr. Phil. You, I need Dr. Phil for this one. Uh, my sister-in-law recently emailed me that all this stress was hurting her and to please wait to reconsider when we see if the baby lives or not. She is on medical bed rest. My fiance and I have stopped planning our wedding because of this. What should I do? My fiance says, my body, my choice. And that should be enough for anyone. Signed, blood in the water. Please do, because I... This is such a fucking mess. This is the most, like, 
this is the most sophisticated Jerry Springer episode ever. It's like rich people Jerry Springer. Yeah. Yeah, I have to admit that while you were reading that, something you said sent my head into a tailspin. The father or the... No, it was that, it's actually really something like very basic and very like, I feel ignorant even thinking about it, that asexual people might still want to get married. <laughs> I don't know why I never... I was just like, you're asexual. You're just not interested. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's ignorant because, of course, they still want I genuine actually human gonna connections. Ask you which I think I know. Asexual is like no sex. No, yeah, I don't okay. need sex. Technically, I think like in other species, like asexuals, like they reproduce with themselves. Like they're able to just so they don't need no man or they woman. Don't, they don't need no man, and <laughs> women are powerful. Man. So if you're asexual, then you're a woman. Claim your pronoun. <laughs> but <laughs> I just think women are super powerful. We fucking are. They s- fucking yes. That's why I name all my expensive things after women. Thank you. It's true. You you're are one of like the greatest women advocates. Is that right? I'll t- I want to be aware. Like a. <laughs> It's just nice that, like, you've never been a woman. Mm-hmm. You don't identify as one. Oh, I'm as close as I get. You're get. so aware of, like, fucking women are amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think I'd know that if it wasn't, or I'd feel this way if it wasn't for my mother. Whatever. It's just nice to, like, be acknowledged. Oh, well. Bye. You're very welcome. Bye. Someone outside of us. Yeah, and <laughs> somebody that's not our mom or one sister. One of us. One of us. Uh, <laughs> and hooray for women. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that sounded so fucking fake. Yeah. But I mean it. Um, yeah. No, women are super powerful and ridiculously underappreciated historically. But yeah, I just I feel super ignorant in that respect because I'm like. <gasps> Oh my God. Like it felt like it was almost taboo, but what was taboo was my fucking line of thought. It was like, yeah, asexual people still have emotions. They still like, they're still people. They just don't have sex. They're just, my understanding is that they're, they don't, they don't reap pleasure from sexual interaction or sexual relations. Like it's not important to them. It's not, that's my understanding. It could be wrong. Shall we Google? Sure. Just for the sake so I got tripped up on when they were like, if it's so important, then they can have our dad do it. And I was like, Yee! Yeah. Well, I mean, asking your brother too. I would absolutely, if I was a lesbian and wanted a child with my partner and they didn't have options for like, they didn't have other siblings or anything. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel a thing about being like, not Seth. No. <laughs> <laughs> one of my other brothers actually would be Seth. I'm the closest with him to ask him to, but I, uh, I can't even think about being like, "Who, hey, Dad? What do you, uh, what do you think?" Yeah, that's yeah. just no, ee. no. I can see my, my brother like, my "Listen, I need you to do this. We don't want details. We don't want yeah. none of that shit. We just need you to do this." Mm-hmm. But. Never in my life could I sit down with my dad. Right. I'm like, hey, dad. It's just. You said you wanted grandkids. (laughs) 
Will you father one? How about your own? <laughs> right. Like, which wouldn't even be, I mean, if we're going to get, it just. I can't even think about it. When you're, So that, when I read that part, I was like. And then your kid is like your nie- your aunt or your uncle. Like, this is getting a little too weird. Okay. Let me, let me venture back so, to asexual real quick. Yeah. Um, a lack of sexual attraction to others or low or absent interest in or desire for sexual activity may be considered a sexual orientation or a lack thereof. So they never look at somebody and be like, I want to fuck the shit out of you. Can you imagine? No. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just go ask my dad for his sperm. I, know. <laughs> I just, fuck you. It's like walking by somebody and being like, I'm going to go stand over there. I just really want to say hi to them. Or like not even that. Like I just, I actually would like to learn more. I just want to more. sit there and watch a movie with them. I don't know how much more there is to learn, but I would like to learn more. You know, like if you find someone, like when I find someone attractive, I'm like on a scale of one to 10, will I bang them? 10 being right, every which way possible. Yeah. One to bang. Let's get back to the question. We can do an asexual episode later. So I felt a way when you were reading about like my sister asked me her brother for sperm. I felt a way about that because I was just like, you know, Perfect I don't know how I would situation. feel. You have a gay sister. Mm-hmm. Her and her wife have discussed children. Mm-hmm. What if that came up? don't know i can't imagine having a child out there that's not mine but that's mine that's biologically mine and i'm supposed to just what am i the godfather here you go kiddo no that's my kid i know but like you're super close with your i know that makes it makes it so like would be win-win for you (laughs) you don't have to pay child support i was gonna say like do i sign like a waiver (laughs) you can go home at the end of the day like are my rights taken away like but i also don't see a problem too as i mean as you raise a child and normalize you know everything you know you're normalizing that your parents are gay and normalizing that, your you know, you're actually, dad is your this is who your dad, uncle. your dad is your uncle, <laughs> which is, sounds worse than it really is in this situation. Right. I don't, I digress. It's just, I don't know how I would feel about it. Like trying to wrap my head around it. I don't know if my sister-in-law it's was harder like, for you to think of up. because you are a dad, you have a kid. So, you know, that yeah that's true too and I'd imagine and as an asexual, I'm not asexual you're, not plan- exactly. right. you're not planning on ever having kids you don't care you know yeah so to you it's like a you don't know mm-hmm. what it feels like to have a kid right and b you possibly are not ever considering right in this situation i would like to point out that the brother did follow through with his commitment to provide yeah, a sample you, yeah good good catch he did follow through with his commitment mm-hmm. and also his body his choice right so i think that if you don't want to do it you are within your right to say you don't want to do it i'm sorry your sister reacted that way and maybe maybe it does bear further consideration maybe your sister-in-law is right maybe please think about it as we're carrying this through you know 
Yeah. I almost feel like it's a jinx. Like if we don't keep this baby, if this baby doesn't take, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I understand where she's coming from. But stand your ground. If you're no longer comfortable with it, that's okay. It's yeah. okay to change your mind. Let's take my feelings out of it. Please don't ask the fathers, the dad, the grandpas, the dad, like, yeah. please. Yeah, that's, that's too much for me. Go to what, I know that you want to keep it in the family. This is so awkward for <laughs> me to think about. That's too much family. But you know what I'm saying, like. I do, because that was, I, I read that part yeah. and I was like. Mm. But like. I'm just going to read because I don't got much input. Don't, don't either of you have uncles that you can ask? That's worse. I don't know. I don't think so. Creepy uncles? Uh, no, well, I mean, just because you have uncles doesn't mean they're creepy. Well, I know. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah, it's just some stereotype. Like, I just pictured asking an uncle and he'd be like, yeah, you want to... <laughs> You want to do it right now? It. The old-fashioned way? That's what? No. No. <laughs> no. Especially not with lesbians. But that's why I was thinking creepy uncles. Can you just... I'm, I'm good. Do you have anything to say? Dear to blood and water. Okay, Donating sperm to a loved one is emotionally and legally tricky under the best of circumstances. And that's to say nothing of navigating the relationship after the child is born. The kind of arrangement you agreed to with your sister can be a beautiful way to create a family. But for it to work out, everyone really needs to be on the same page about expectations and have excellent communication. You and your sister are on the same page about basically nothing and have terrible communication. What's done is done when it comes to the initial donation, but a second round is out of the question. Your fiance is right that my body, my choice is absolutely enough of a reason. And I would add that I simply don't want to do this for someone who doesn't respect me and isn't kind to me would be enough as well. Tell your sister-in-law that you're hopeful and optimistic that she will carry this pregnancy to term and have a healthy baby. And you agree that you should table the discussion about contingency plans to minimize stress for everyone your decision in your head should still be no way but it's pointless to argue about it right now if god forbid they do find themselves needing to make another plan to build their family your line delivered calmly and repeated as often as needed is quote i know you're disappointed and i'm sorry for everything you've been through but i am not comfortable doing this again end quote. It's going to be a really tough conversation, but it strikes me that you receive so little respect and understanding in this family. There are going to be tough conversations regardless. For example, I can absolutely see your sister and parents ganging up to make unreasonable demands that you financially support or babysit your biological child, even if that isn't part of the initial agreement. I can see them trying to guilt trip you and your fiance into having kids you don't want so that said child can have cousin. There's just no winning here, so withdraw your energy from them and redirect it toward your fiance and your future together. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think about none of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling very proud of myself because a lot of that was called out in there. What I didn't consider was that irrational response being you know a uh, significant of 
asking more mm-hmm. from him in the future if yeah. something else takes. The other thing I really appreciate from this response, this is Janae Desmond, you said? Yes. Janae, fabulous response. Yeah. The thing that I didn't consider and really appreciate is um, saying, yes, you're going to consider to minimize stress, especially in a high-risk pregnancy. Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't I'll consider. It was like, I agree that we should table this discussion. Well, yes, sorry. Whether your mind's made up or not, she said. We should table it. Like instead of, of... Yeah, like false hope. Just like, let's... Table we'll discuss this. this later. We'll talk later. So but it I wasn't think that like that's, a, I'll consider it. Yeah. But she like still said idea. like to minimize the stress and that kind of, it just, it made sense to me. You know what I mean? Like high risk pregnancies are enough. You know what I mean? Mm, but especially when there's been. When there's stress involved. Already that's miscarriages. Like, yeah. And, yep. So I, I just appreciated that, honestly. Oh, I thought you were saying you didn't agree with that part. No, I appreciated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I appreciated that because it was, yeah. it's just, you know, it's just to minimize stress, like on a high risk pregnancy, pregnancy with stress is like bad enough. Mm. You know, my understanding is it restricts blood flow um, and food to the baby when the mom is very stressed. Oh, food? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Where did I get birth and didn't even know that? That's, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, it, it can lead to, I believe it's called, Toxemia? Does that sound right? Something like that. I don't know. I'm not historically correct on my jargon, but the idea usually pans out. <laughs> that was a great response. It was. That was. I do like it. That was excellent. Let's see what's next. Next victim. This is also Jeanne. Yay. This is from October 2023. Help. My brother's escort habit is threatening to break up my engagement. (laughs) My fiance and I are at a stalemate over this. So is is he... Wait. My brother's escort habit is threatening to break up my engagement. (sighs) (laughs) I don't even... This could go so many ways. Yeah, I'm playing so many scenarios here. (laughs) I hope I hope they're all men. Go on. <laughs> My older brother lost his wife suddenly when he was 28. She was literally the girl next door, and they'd been together since they were 14. It was devastating, and I don't think he has ever really gotten over her loss, despite grief counseling and time. Mm. He briefly tried dating about five years after she'd passed, but said it felt empty and hollow, and he didn't enjoy it. Fast forward 14 years, and he is a successful businessman with a lot of hobbies. His life is pretty full, but he gets lonely sometimes and wants human connection, but not a commitment. With the popularity of hookup apps, he is able to have his sexual needs met, and when he wants to go out to dinner or have companionship on a date, he hires an escort. He has two escorts he has been seeing for about three years. He told me he does not have sex with them, but that he likes to go on dates with them because there is none of the awkward first date conversations and getting to know you, period. One is a career escort and the other is paying for law school. I've met them both and they seem like nice women and the arrangement seems to work out for everyone involved. There are only a handful of people who know their escorts and he doesn't usually bring them as dates to family functions. 
Recently, my fiance and I were going out for dinner and ran into my brother and one of the escorts. We ended up joining them for dinner in the live music they were seeing after. My fiance really hit it off with my brother's date and talked afterwards about meeting up with her and how she was so glad to see my brother with someone. So she doesn't know. She kept pushing in the days after for us to do another double date. So I broke it to her what their arrangement was. She was not only taken aback, but finds the whole thing disgusting. She called my brother pathetic and immoral and doesn't want him to be the best man at our wedding. We had a big fight where I told her if my brother wasn't invited, there wasn't going to be a wedding. I pointed out that her sister had an affair that ended her marriage, as well as her affair partner's marriage. And yet her sister was her maid of honor, and the affair partner was a guest. I told her I thought... (laughs) (laughs) Jerry, Jerry. I told her I thought that was more egregious than having casual sex with Tinder hookups and hiring escorts to go out to dinner. We are now at a stalemate. We are sleeping in separate rooms and haven't spoken for about a week except to find about how unreasonable the other person is being. I will absolutely choose my brother in this situation and am ready to call off the wedding. She thinks that means I don't love her. I do love her, but don't want to marry someone who calls my brother pathetic and disgusting and has no empathy or understanding for his situation. Should I keep trying to get her to understand, just call off the whole thing, my brother would be devastated if he knew he was the reason our relationship ended, but I also don't want him to know how my fiance feels. Brother's keeper. He is not the reason this I'm relationship is this ending. Question. He is not the reason this relationship is ending. Your brother has just surfaced something that was going to make its way up in the first place. I would like to also add that he is paying these escorts, which means he's technically, I I would assume he's going through a service. These people are consensual and he is not having sex with them. He's buying them dinner. Literally going on dates. Literally buying them dinner, watching a live show. Have a good night. Nice to see you. See you in a week. I think I understand where she might be coming from, thinking that this is like a forced trade or sex work, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, I can, maybe how right, she's seeing right. it. I'm just trying to like. No, disgusting my, and pathetic. That's not. But that's not. That's like. Excuse my language ahead of time, but that's like stereotypical prostitute yeah like you gross dirty yeah like he brought a whore to dinner and like yeah that kind of shit you're gonna yeah have dinner and go banger and then she's gone yeah wham bam Back thank you street. ma'am right yeah but that's does she know what an escort is is my first question well i'd imagine not if she said it's pathetic and disgusting right and it's not and if you want to talk about morality, also, your sister can't be in the wedding. Also, it's the same too. She's met. So even if it were oh. what she's thinking, mm-hmm. I know prostitution is politically incorrect. Right. But, but for the sake of the, right. right. 
it's still the same one. Right. You know what I mean? It's still the same person. Like, it's not just a plethora of women. Every right. time you guys go to dinner, it's a new woman. And now you're finding out that they're all sex workers. Mm-hmm. It's like, you met this chick a couple of times. She's really great. Matter of fact, you like her mm-hmm. and am happy for your brother-in-law. Right. Oh, right. but, oh wait, she's an escort. Oh my God, gross. No, this is deeper. Also, I love the writers <laughs> come back to the wife, oh, the yeah. fiance. Yeah. Like, hello. <laughs> your your sister literally did the worst. Broke up a whole family and then invited the man to your wedding. Right. And now you're both going to be Who was there. your maid of honor? Like, WT fuck. And you're mad because my brother dates the same woman. You self-righteous <laughs> bitch. I love that he said it to her. And I love that he's standing his ground. He's standing his ground. Yeah. But you know, and I, don't I, I feel like this is him. indicative of a lot of a lot more. Because as I, I think that this is something that in a regular relationship, let me rephrase. I think that this is something in a relationship that, you know, if this was like the only issue we were dealing with, we'd be able to talk through it. We'd be able to talk through it and make each other understand each other's perspectives. I don't see this as something on its own to be something to end a marriage over. Because also, what type of human does it take to be like, oh my God, I love her. Oh, she's an escort. Ew, disgusting. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to marry that person. No, I don't. You're like dehumanizing someone. She's beneath you. Right? Yeah, that like, is what it feels like. Yes. Ew, that's that disgusting like that and way. pathetic. But it also feels Yet like you your brother is beneath her too. And that will never fly. But it's like you you met her and you really liked her. Yeah. Like you just liked her. But because you found oh, I out your sp- her job. Yep. Now, now all she's of a sudden in, she's beneath you. She's disgusting, gross. Your yeah. brother's disgusting and gross. I guess I didn't see this as a reflection of her either. The, I'm not marrying the escort. that person. I wouldn't even put this along the line of sex work for the purposes of this. Right. You know, even if he just how many dates have i gone on we went to dinner he paid we had a good time good Mm -hmm. a good dinner i mean like good night kissed on the cheek went back home that's it that was it that's literally what these two women are doing he's paying them to have dinner with them dinner right i got my dinner paid for but if i got my dinner paid for it and a couple bucks. Sign me after. the fuck. Are you up. kidding me? Sign me. Where's the pen? Where's the quill? Exactly. I don't, I don't, let me dip that feather in ink. Especially and if I don't have sign. to do anything else. Right. Hello. Something's not right here. There's a better you Betty know, is jealous because of... I bet her husband makes her split the bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, but this also feels, and I can't substantiate it because of the other side of this. This um this argument, but a little religious or a little righteous. You know what I mean? This is like Southern. But it's the part of like her sister being this is like Southern a homewrecker. Is that not PC? 
for the purposes of this, it's fine. A homewrecker. That's what it is. They literally, both of them got divorced. Right. And they're not doing anything wrong. The escort and like, there is no sex on right? the wedlock. They're not even, right. There is no, like, it's Nobody's literally even cheating like, on nobody. will you have dinner with? In fact, I bet you they're going to be friends. And once the girl pays for law school, they're still going to go out for dinner together. And guess who he's, he's calling when he he's needs just a lawyer? He's not paying her. Guess what? I'll keep paying you, but right. now you're my lawyer. Right. Now you got a retainer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll still take you to dinner, but right. it's for this. I need you to be <laughs> my brother's divorce lawyer. Literally. Because this bitch was crazy to begin with. Not even crazy, just irrational. Just very simple-minded. But I feel like this is the cherry on top of something else. Of other things, feel like this is something you should be, and, and I'm. I might be wrong. I just He's feel like this just is something you should. Had anything to compare her behavior to? Maybe not until it came yep. to his brother. Yeah, you're probably right. And now he's like, what the fuck? Fuck this. Your girlfriend, your sister (laughs) just broke up two marriages. Right. And was still your maid of honor with Mm -hmm. him sitting in the audience as her date. Yeah. It it sounds like you have your priorities in order. It's it's not really choosing your brother or anything. It's just, if this is something that's going to, she's going to let affect your marriage when he's not really doing anything is the word irreprehensible, right? Does it sound right? Maybe if I knew what that word meant. You know I can't explain shit. Hold. She sounds privileged. She sounds spoiled. And it sounds like he's just kind of always dismissed it until it was like, okay, wait. You know what I mean? Kudos to him. Oh, it is a word. Oh, it's just reprehensible. Yeah, so that definitely isn't a word. I feel like it should be. There is a word like that. Irreprehensible. Not reprehensible. So it's it's a word, but it's, it's I don't know, different dictionaries are saying free from blame or reproach, conduct in all respects, irreprehensible. Oh, is that like converse and conversate? Pretty Shoes much it's not talking. a word, but we... So, but some people use it. Oh, like um, irregardless. I, oh, fuck. Irregardless. I just did that. I pulled an irregardless. Irrehensible. And I irreprehensible. hate. Irreprehensible. Fuck. I think I just did that. Not reprehensible. I feel like there's another right, word though. that you're. I don't even know the context anymore. So. Answer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> If I have a general rule about this kind of situation, it's probably something like, if you're talking about the possibility of calling off the wedding, just go ahead and call off the wedding. I have a strong, strong feeling that you and your fiance aren't super compatible people who just happen to have one random difference when it comes to the ethics of using escort services. Instead, I think it's very likely that your conflict represents a larger difference in terms of worldview, values, and tolerance for others' choices. Not to mention major struggles with handling conflict. But I know calling off a wedding is a huge, stressful, intense thing. So let's test out my theory about incompatibility. Here's how. 
Have a conversation with your fiance that starts with how much you love her and how you regret keeping her in the dark about the nature of your brother's relationship. Explain that you won't be okay if he's not in the wedding. Ask if you two can agree to disagree about his love life, meaning the pathetic and disgusting talk has to stop so that you can focus on your own and move forward with the marriage. She might be disarmed by your apology and agree. And maybe you'll be able to start a new habit of working through issues together rather than battling each other. But if she digs her heels in and continues to fight you, get out of this situation. Please, it will seem catastrophic, but there are a lot of other paths to happiness available to you. Like your brother's escorting service. (laughs) If you need inspiration for how to think creatively about that, just talk to your brother. See? <laughs> right. I'm with the first part of that mostly, where it's like if you're thinking about calling off the wedding, just call off the wedding because if it's not a resounding yes. It's a no. And thank you for coming to my TED talk. So what about the other half of it? I mean, it works. I just read that first part was like oh that's it period yep (laughs) the other part is yeah like if it's something that you're not you're not ready to part ways and you want to you know meet somewhere it is agree to disagree right but that means leaving that conversation alone it's done conversation is done but i have a feeling that janae's right Mm. it's not done here and I She's, think it is yeah. significant. It will be telling. Of more problems. Yeah. I still stand by that. He's just, he's always dismissed this part of her mm-hmm. until it was right in his face. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, That's denial it is like. it strong. It just sounds very like spoiled, just privileged. Like, oh my God. Oh, People sh- are beneath me and your brother's not coming. Is Karen still a thing? Karen's Karen. will always be a thing. Yeah. It's funny because the Karens I know I love. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I know really of Karens. I know Maybe two. Karen Murphy and she's the most non-Karen Karen I've oh, ever met three. in my whole life. Karen we went to school with. Karen Hamill. That's it. She's a sweetheart. Or at least was. Yeah, she super doesn't register as a Karen for no, me. No, she is not a Karen. That's probably why if, you didn't remember her. Karen Hamill. That's her name. Yeah. Just not just Karen. Not just Karen, right? I would never ever in my life. Also know that someone in our generation was named Karen. (laughs) I don't think anyone ever called her just Karen. Right. (laughs) It's true. You're you're so right. Right. Because like Karen, like what? Who? Yeah. As far as I remember, and I think I'm still friends with her on social media. Sweetheart. Yeah. Didn't matter who she was with. And her daughter's beautiful. All of them. Oh, right. Fucking jeans. Fucking jeans. Next. <laughs> you know, like this one. Beautiful. Oh, ooh, Another like Jeanne. October 28th, 2023. Help. I think my partner's self diagnosed autism <laughs> is 100% fake. <laughs> They've never done anything to indicate this is real hold on let me dissect this title a little bit self-diagnosed 
but also they haven't done anything to indicate. However, in my experience, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. Why don't we just... Dear Prudence. Thank you. My partner and I have been together for a year and I love them so much. One thing that makes me very uncomfortable, though, is that they self-diagnosed autistic when I am certain that they are not. I know that there are infinite biases and barriers in our medical system that make it difficult for people to get important diagnoses. I know autism is a spectrum. I know that some autistic kids learn to mask, and I know this is not my own lived experience. All these things are true, and my partner has also never done one single thing that makes me wonder if they might be right. It bothers me because I have several people in my life that I care about a lot who are autistic. Autistic, not artistic. (laughs) And I see how much it affects them every day. It seems incredibly disrespectful to co-opt this to explain completely neurotypical experiences and behaviors. I wouldn't have an issue if they did have autism, but I'm just quite certain that they simply don't. Part of me wonders if I should just let it go, but also every time they bring it up, it makes me angry and uncomfortable. Self-diagnosis hypnosis. I feel like there are so many layers to this without there being any layers to this. Yeah, like, Neither of you are certified or qualified. Right. I but I I can't where she's coming from. There are very many near and dear people in my life, and I just don't recognize it. And I would also be skeptical of someone who self-diagnoses themselves as autistic. What? I've never even heard of that. Who hopes for that? Not that it's a bad thing, but who? Yeah, I I guess I'm like, are you certain that they weren't diagnosed? Or, you know well, what I mean? That my, my question was, did this happen while they were together? Did they self-diagnose while they were together? So when you were reading that, that was the first thing that popped into my mind. When was this self-diagnosed? Do you know? I'm going to assume after a year that if you've never gotten the testing and you've been in a relationship for a year and that person's never gotten the testing, then, you know, it's kind of come up. And yeah, I don't think I would question someone if they just came out and said I'm autistic. You know what I mean? Right. I think I would question if they came out and said, I just read this I think book. I'm autistic or I, I might be. Autistic. Yeah. And I think that this is that type of situation. If someone came There's out and told me. There's not any explanation of how the I'm autistic came about right yeah you're right there's none there's also super high functioning autism that absolutely true i think for the sake of this question let's assume that yeah. we know that this is a self that it was like oh my god i just read this article right this is me i have all the signs i'm autistic i went on webmd and my <laughs> my right. toe that hurts says that i'm right. autistic you know what i mean like that's stupid shit right I would really just say what's on my mind. Dude, you really think you're autistic? Go to your doctor. Go go to some specialist. Stop saying that you're just autistic if you're not. I don't know. What's the fucking right answer to this? Here's the thing. I'm playing devil's advocate. Not not that I disagree. Well, I don't even know what point I was making. So My immediate 
thought was like, how many times have you and I sat here and been like, I'm fucking, it's it's bipolar. I'm bipolar. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just I fucking know it. Yeah, but how just many like, times have you and I, like, not how many times, but like, when have you and I never taken action to look deeper? You know what I mean? Like, when we think something like ADHD, for example, is a perfect example. When we think that we're feeling that, we're looking for someone who's going to not validate our concern that we might have ADHD or depression or this or that, but who's going to validate our symptoms and help us come to that. We're not just sitting here being like, I am. Like We're like, I think I might be and I need help with, you know what I mean? We're not just accepting that what we're saying is true. Yeah, everyone says like, oh, I'm being super bipolar right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. However, if it's not interrupting our life, mm-hmm. then I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Um, if I'm high functioning autistic, mm-hmm. or that's what I think or believe or feel or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's not disruptive to my life or making certain things difficult for me mm-hmm. or whatever then well, whatever it is what it is would yeah, you go around it seems then like. broadcasting it if that was not to i think just to the people closest to me okay. which boyfriend girlfriend yep. you yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. i actually think i told you like at one point not i think it was a while ago but like there's definitely something more than like just regular depression or oh, you know yeah. there's definitely some sort of bipolar or or personality like something you know mm-hmm. and that was way prior to yeah. so I, I wouldn't just walk into school one day and just start letting teachers and students classmates know like oh i'm autistic yeah but i think that's my point too is you know you're you're looking for an answer because rather than because just, of what I was going through was disruptive you know, to my but, life. But what you're saying to me is like, I think that this might be something rather than claiming that label. And that's what it sounds like yeah. is happening here. Yeah. It's like that diagnosis is final or I'm certain. And it also sounds like by the way that it's being written and I could be wrong. I'm just inferring or this is how I'm receiving it, that there might be some using this as an excuse or using it as an explanation or, you know what I mean? Having it be a part of a daily life where this person is kind of explaining that it might be interfering with daily living. But I, I want to know more about the situation. I agree with you. We don't have enough information. If anything, they're high functioning. But I also would encourage them to actually go and see their doctor. I don't think that explaining how you feel and comparing the situations or the the people with that fall. Yeah, I was just going to say, I do any good for you. Hate it. Yeah, I hated when they were like. They've never done one single thing to make yeah. me think they have mm-hmm. autism. Yeah, and like there's so many. Yeah, and I, that actually didn't bother spectrum. me because when you do know people 
if you, when you do know various people who fall within the spectrum, there are certain signs you're looking for. I'm not saying that like those are the signs or the only signs, but when you're exposed to it regularly, you're looking for what you're familiar with. And that's what I mean. There's yeah. so many. Yeah. No, levels. I agree with that. So it's bullshit to be like, well, you don't act like the four other mm-hmm. people with autism that I know. So you're not autistic. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just such a range and that I think it's shitty to be like, well, you don't look like what I know as mm. autistic. Right. So yeah. you're not. That's super shitty. Yeah. Um, I think maybe reframe it. Reframe it to like, if you really think you are, if you really think you're exhibiting these symptoms, maybe you should go see your doctor because, you know, maybe there's something out there that can help you concentrate more or whatever more like maybe there's a treatment out there that'll help you reach this goal or whatever that you know what i mean like i i don't know exactly what somebody with a high functioning form of autism would be like what kind of help is out there for them yeah i'm not going to pretend to be a doctor in this area Mm -hmm. but if they're saying that they have these signs that correlate to some sort of acute autism then i would assume that you'd be able to at least appeal to them to be like, is there a test? Go get tested. Like, what is, I guess my, my question is like, why are you so, that's a really good question too. Why do you, you know, maybe you should ask it so that people who aren't us can hear it. (laughs) Like, why are you so bothered? Yeah. If they are, if they aren't, if they've been tested, if they haven't. Well, that's why I brought up like also, are they using this as an excuse for things? Oh, that's what I was looking at yeah. earlier. And it said nothing yeah. about no. like... That, that was just me wondering yeah. out loud. No, yeah, good question. Yeah, are they using this? Then it would bother me to be like, is this your crutch for something? Yeah. Like, you know... I feel like oh, they may have pointed like, that out. I think out. I broke my hand. I can't take the trash out. I feel like that too. But I also feel like they should have pointed out if he was really self-diagnosed. Like all of a sudden. Right. Or did he read a book? or Six like, months ago. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'm going with what I've got too. But yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. This one's a little, this one's tricky for me, but I, yeah. Why are you bothered by it if it's not? Yeah. Go get a test. Oh, you don't want to? Okay. But also if he's going around telling everyone even if he doesn't use it as an excuse and he's just telling people I'm autistic. Still not my burden to carry. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about that, to be honest with you. Somebody that I'm I'm not saying you need to accept that and just go with Mm -hmm. it. If it bothers you, go. But like, um, you came up to me one day and was like, I am a sociopath. All right. Doubt it, but okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Sure. I, I think it's different when you're in a relationship, but like, I can't, I actually can't argue rationally within myself for one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Because I'm like, I just, they had oh, mentioned. Yes, honey. Sure. And also like, you're a fucking prick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every time they bring it up, it makes me angry and uncomfortable. Like, Why? angry you're getting angry that they're saying i'm autistic yes i get it that Mm. there are people especially severe autism that it really does affect every aspect of their life and Mm -hmm. it does make things more difficult for them but 
there is also the other end of the spectrum mm-hmm. where it's very high functioning and you would be surprised. You wouldn't know just from having a conversation with them. Oh, they're definitely, mm-hmm. you know? So like, why are you angry yeah. and uncomfortable? And You make a very valid point. So let's maybe start with the things that we can control and maybe educate ourselves a little bit more. Just tell them, okay, if you feel that way, like go get tested. But also, if you you feel really uncomfortable about it, why not educate yourself a little bit more so that you feel, so that you understand your feelings a little bit more? That's the things that we can control. Like you can't control. Well, that's why I asked, like, why are you so bothered by that? I think I'm, you kind of talked me into that. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying like, if you can to to help kind of like it, but it also feels like there's like another layer to it. Like we're definitely why, missing a lot. Yeah. Of I, you know what? I'm not, pieces. I'm done talking in circles. How about we just, what do you think? Get to that response. Dear hypnosis. It's worth asking yourself if my partner is wrong about this, what is the harm? Mm, see? Mm. Nicely done, Biff. I can't really see any. It would be one thing if they were going around arguing with or otherwise burdening people who had been diagnosed with autism or somehow hoarding resources designated for them. But it doesn't sound like, unless you didn't share, their belief about their place on the spectrum is affecting anyone. Except, of course, you. And that's a real issue. Your anger and discomfort can't be ignored. These feelings are telling you something about how you see your partner after having had the opportunity to get them to get to know them for a year. I'm afraid you're starting to think of them as dishonest, insensitive, disrespectful, and maybe even delusional. One key part of having a good relationship with someone is holding them and their decisions in high regard. You want to generally believe they make good choices and conduct themselves in a way that's good for them, for you, and the world. It feels like this piece might be missing when it comes to how you view your partner. And I can imagine it might be missing with respect to issues other than their self-diagnosis. Give that some thought. Zoom out and look at their whole life and the way they move through the world. Are they thoughtful, fair, conscientious, grounded in reality, generous to others? If not, you have some thinking to do about the relationship as a whole. But if this autism thing is really the only issue, their character should inspire you to give you the benefit of the doubt here. There will come a day when you'll want the same thing. Fuck. Right. Fuck. Good job, Beth. Thank you. Good job. I didn't get as deep as her because not only what is your issue with it, but is the issue that as a whole or in general, you view your partner as no good, dishonest or. Yeah. The trust thing came up when you did point that whole part out, like what harm is it doing? But it also dissipated as quickly as it came up. Yeah. It's a fascinating conundrum though. Yeah. And I just pray I'm never. (laughs) In this situation. <laughs> yeah, this one's yeah, this one it's it's not just sensitive, but it's I don't know, they're just 
I think that that approach is the only approach. But the other thing I was going to say is like, again, like, is this the only issue that you're upset with? But I didn't want to say it because I said that about the last two questions. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I kept my mouth shut like a good little bitch. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not wrong. Right. The little issues in relationships are typically yeah. not the issue in relationships. Mm-hmm. So if you're They're having such a, yeah, if you're having such an issue with your boyfriend being like, I just, I know it. I'm autistic. I fucking know it. Other than being like, all right, all right yeah, we know. Like, go to the doctors or don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you're actually being bothered by it. It's like, obviously, there's something else. Either with them or you. Yeah, I feel like that's obvious, though. Yeah. After you after you explain, like, why does it bother you? And I, and I was able to kind of wrap my head around that. Then I'm like, then there's something else. Right. But it could it's just be you, thing. not them. Oh, no, it's definitely just the writer. Maybe. Unless he's going around like, hey, how are you? I'm autistic. Hi, how are you? I'm autistic. Like, you know what I mean? It's like if you had a boyfriend who every time they hurt themselves, it was like, oh, my God, like the end of the world. And then all of a sudden it's like they're really hurt and they really have a broken leg. But like you just don't care. You cried wolf. Oh, my God. Like. Yeah, we know. Your leg's broke. We know. Go sit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That type of situation. But otherwise, that's me. Mm -hmm. Why I'm so bothered by something that's me. You're right. These were such great questions. They were really good. I I feel like we do these episodes, we get one or two like really good questions, then we get like a third. The rest that we thought were going to be really good questions. Yeah, and they're not bad <laughs> questions, but it's just like kind of like not what we expected. We wanted something a little bit more fantastical, you know, like my husband hopped on a dragon and went to Timbuktu and to give his back. sperm to his sister <laughs> and came back with a grandson. <laughs> like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I really loved these questions. So good job, good. Beth. Oh, thank you. Thank Great you. Great questions. Good job, Prudy. And Good Janae. Job. Yes. Janae. Those were great. So all three were Janae? Yeah. That's great. Yep. Yeah. I don't know who else is doing Prudy anymore then, because those are pretty recent. They were together, right? Yeah. These were all from this year. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Well, Janae, keep writing. Yes, Because we'll come back. Again. And again and again and again and again. <laughs> I can't. I was... <laughs> I was just gonna bust a rhymes, but I can't. I can't bust a rhymes. No, no. But what we can do is hope you had an amazing Christmas. Yeah, this is coming out right after, huh? We didn't plan well enough. And a happy new year. Yeah, happy new year. Have a great holiday season. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um and you're beautiful, you're wonderful. Everything about you is absolutely gorgeous and sexy. Wear a dreidel for Christmas. Yes. And don't bump uglies with your brother and thank you for listening. You've been ill-advised. Ill-advised is hosted and produced by Stephanie and Ray. AKA your Beths. 
Send us your questions, your comments, all of your concerns, and your drink recommendations to illadvisedpodcast at gmail.com. You can catch up on all of our episodes and our show notes at illadvisedpodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Ill-Advised the Podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. You've, You've been, been Ill-Advised. Ill-advised.